0: Good afternoon, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to Fortress of the Mind podcast. And in this podcast, as always, I'm going to be answering an email that I received from a reader and a listener a few days ago that I thought had some good things for discussion and things that other listeners might want to hear about. So let's go to his email and see what he has to say here. He's commenting on a previous podcast in this email. He says, hi Quintus, you said something in a recent podcast that caught my attention and I'm hoping you would expound on what you meant. To quote, you said, crushed expectations are the largest killer of men. This comment got me thinking as to whether I have been setting goals or rather setting expectations and what exactly is the difference between the two. Has it Has it been my goal to advance my career to a certain level, or is it actually an expectation? After thinking about the disappointment I would feel if I were not to reach this level of career success, I'm beginning to think it was actually an expectation and not a goal. How should I go about setting my goals, and how should I go about setting my expectations? Thanks. All right, so let's give some thoughts on that. What he's referring to, I think, in one of my previous podcasts, I had said something about crushed expectations are the biggest uh, killer of men. I think, frankly, I was referring to a quote by James Woods in the movie Cop, where he gives a very nice little speech, a very intense speech on how crushed expectations are the greatest killer of women. And I had commented that I thought the same analysis could be applied to men as well, equally. Regardless what this gentleman's talking about is the difference between goals and expe- goals and expectations or if there is indeed a difference and how can one calibrate our goals and expectations in the appropriate way now first with regard to goals and expectations i'm not sure if we really need to get into the semantic differences between these two words i'm not convinced that they are separate enough and different enough for us to spend an inordinate amount of time talking about them. Goals and expectations should be in alignment. There should be a confluence where these two things move in tandem. I will concede that the word goal tends to convey more of an aura of specificity to the outcome. A goal tends to be more specific than an expectation. An expectation, I think in most English usage connotes a generalized, vague sense of, of achievement or a outcome or a position that a person would like to be in or that would like to see in a certain system. That's an expectation. It's a generalized feeling of expectancy. It's a It's, a, it's an invocation, I think, more than a declaration of fact or a declaration of purpose. One has an expectation of doing something. One has a hope or a wish, which I think uh, matches the etymology of that word in its Latin root, expectare. Okay, I think if we go back to the etymology of the word, we see that this generalized, generalized feeling matches the etymology of the word expectare. Okay, so that's what an expectation is. A goal seems to be more specific in nature goal is a uh, something specific I intend to be able to do 12 pull-ups dead hang by the end of this summer that might be a goal whereas an expectation might be I expect to be in shape by the end of this summer it's more of a generalized vague maybe not vague but it's more of a generalized statement of intent it's a mission statement expectations are mission statements and goals dwell more on the specifics on the mechanics again let's 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 use the pull up analogy i expect to be able to do, or i my goal is to be able to do 20 dead hang pull ups without a kip without contorting my body by the end of this summer and an expectation might be well i expect to improve my upper body strength by the end of this summer one is an expectation, one is a goal. Now, those two things should be in alignment. There should be a confluence of purpose behind the two. They should be moving in tandem with each other, but they're not precisely the same. Now, does it really matter? Do we really need to get into the uh, the weeds and get into the nuances of the differences between these two words, like our questioner is asking? Maybe maybe not. I think what he really means to say, what he's really asking is, how do I know if my expectations are realistic? How do I know if I'm not chasing after phantoms? How do I know that the goals that I've set for myself are realistic goals? That's what he's really asking. That's what he really wants to know. He wants to know if he's on a wild, Quixotic goose chase, referring to Don Quixote. He wants to know if he's chasing after windmills on a mule with a broken lance and a fat Sancho Panza at his side, or if he's engaged in a meaningful quest for accomplishment. That's the question. That's what he wants to know. And on that subject, I do have some ideas. I do have some thoughts. And I suppose how we can phrase this is how do we know when our goals and expectations are realistic, and how do we know when our goals and expectations are not realistic? You know, I remember reading once that the novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, had a wife, Zelda, and she, I think, suffered from hysteria. She was mentally unbalanced in some way doesn't matter how, but she was. And I think at one point in her life, she thought she was going to be a ballerina. Suddenly, when she's in her middle age, she started taking up frantically and fanatically ballerina lessons. And she would exhaust herself and wear herself out and ruin her health in pursuit of a goal that was unrealistic. Zelda Fitzgerald, trying to be a ballerina, in her middle age when she had no aptitude and no talent for such an enterprise." That's an example of an unrealistic goal. That's an example of an unrealistic goal. But, on the other hand, we can't veer too much to the other extreme either. We can't just say, well, we should set our sights low because anything that's challenging or uncomfortable in any way is unrealistic. And that's not true either. You see, sometimes the greatest breakthroughs, the greatest achievements have been have been the result of thinking big, thinking large, thinking boldly and adventurously, pushing the limits. And I'm all about that. I'm a firm believer in that. So many times when you're engaged in a great enterprise, you're not going to know at first if it's an unrealistic expectation or not. Because it's always better to set your sights high. It's always better to aim high and overshoot the runway than it is to aim low. It's always better. It's always better to try to achieve great things and shoot for the stars. And if you find out that things are not working out, you will eventually figure it out. The short answer to the question is, how do I know when my goals and expectations are realistic or not? My straight up answer is, you'll fucking know. After a while, you'll know. If you're beating your head against the wall, you're pounding your head against the wall for years and you're, you're not getting anywhere, you'll know after a while. The world will teach you. Make no mistake about that. You'll know. You'll eventually just realize. You'll wake up one morning and you'll say, you know what? This is just not working out, man. This is just, this, 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 uh, this is not cool. You know, I'm wasting all my time, my energy, my money on, a, on an enterprise that is not working. And it could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be a personal goal, it could be anything. Eventually, you will know. Now, I realize that that statement is, is vague enough where someone listening to this might say, well, that doesn't really help me very much, Quintus. Can you give me some more specific pointers? And the answer is yes, I will give you some more specific pointers. I've come up with a list here of what I think are four points, or four indications of how you know when your goals and expectations are not realistic. All right, the first one is when the original reasons why you undertook this goal are no longer valid. That's, that's the first indication of how you know when the enterprise you're engaged in is not a productive one. When the original reasons why you decided to pursue this goal are no longer valid... That's a warning sign. If you start out having a goal to, uh, you know, run three miles in eighteen minutes, let's say, and then all of a sudden you have a, a um, an intervening medical disaster where you can't run anymore, well, then obviously the original reasons for trying to have that goal are no longer valid. That's an extreme example, but we ha- often have. Similar examples in our lives, less less stark uh, examples of that. Uh, let's say someone has an academic goal, wants to uh, enter into a certain degree program, or someone wants to be a chef, someone wants to be a welder, or a, um, a smoke jumper, or whatever. And if all of a sudden the original reasons why you wanted to do that no longer hold, then you have to change course. You have to shift gears and you have to make new moves in different directions. So you should always be evaluating your goals and expectations in light of your reasons for pursuing those goals. And if you find out that those reasons are no longer valid, then that's a good indication that it should be time to, uh, uh, to shift gears. If someone originally started... Down a certain career path, let's say someone uh, went down a certain career road and wanted to become a nurse, and all of a sudden, they uh, the original reasons why they became wanted to become he or she wanted to become a nurse no longer apply. It could be any number of reasons. Then that's a time to shift gears or to think about shifting gears. So. When the original reasons why you undertook that goal are no longer valid or no, or no longer hold, that's indication number one. Indication number two is this: when you notice that you have nothing in common with the other people who are pursuing that goal or who are in that field. If you look around, if, if your goal is to is to graduate from college, and uh, or, or to get a Ph.D. in mathematics or engineering or history, or whatever, and you look around and you realize, hey, you know, I don't like these people. I have nothing in common with these people. Every single one of them looks like a freaking dork, or every single one of them is a prick, or if you if you find out that you're in a program, you want to enter the world of finance, or you want to enter the world of, um, you want to become a, a firefighter, or a policeman, or a policewoman, and you look around you and you say, look, I have nothing in common with these people. I'm very different from these people, I don't want to have any part of this, then then it may be time to shift gears. So you should not just look at your own personal reflections, you should not be so self-absorbed where you only are concerned about your own state of mind and your own goals and your own perceptions, but look around at the people in that profession. Or look, or look around at the other people who are trying to pursue the same goal as you. And if you don't like what you see, if you, or if you see warning signs that trigger alarm bells in your mind, then it may be time to reevaluate. It may be time to reevaluate. So that's the second thing. When you have nothing in common with the people that are pursuing that goal as you are. And the third reason is pretty self-explanatory. And I suppose I should say it anyway, even though it's um, it's self-evident. If you're finding there are health or financial problems that intervene to prevent you from achieving your expectations or goals. In other words, if you're taking out loan after loan after loan, or if you're going into debt further and further and further in order to finance this goal, at some point you have to just cut loose from it. You have to realize... There's a cost-benefit analysis involved in this, and this, this is just not working. Now, where that cut-off moment happens is going to be up to each individual. You know, And some people have a, have a much higher tolerance for risk and pain than others do. A man who's married with two kids cannot necessarily afford to take the same risks financially as probably a single man in his 20s. So different people are situated differently. Different people are situated differently and have different um, requirements. And health problems, like I said, health problems are also going to be a factor there. If your goal is ruining your health, then you need to change that immediately because nothing is worth ruined health. Nothing. It it serves no purpose. The last thing is probably what I would call the catch-all phrase. And this is the the fourth indication of when you should know that your goal is no longer uh, valid. When you're no longer inspired by the effort. If you don't feel that fire in your belly, you're not going to want to get up in the morning and tackle the obstacles of the day. You're not going to want to do it. And you need to feel that fire in the belly. You know, like I said uh, in previous podcasts, I just spent about a year and a half of my life, a daily effort to translate Cicero's On Duties, which is out there now. It's published now, and it's the best existing translation of his book, bar none. But it took a great effort. It took a huge uh, toll on my time and uh, on my energy, but it was worth it. I always felt inspired by doing it. Even when it was difficult, I never lost hope. I never was discouraged. I never felt like I was wasting my time I was always inspired by the effort and always engaged in the effort in a positive sense. It's almost like creating something grand. It is like creating something grand. It is that. And you need to feel that inspiration. The same thing with my job, you know. There there are, there are people that love to knock the legal profession I love to say, lawyers this, lawyers that. But, you know, the truth is I I enjoy it. I, I love being a lawyer. I love doing what I do. I love servicing clients. I love being in court. I love arguing. I like winning. I love imposing my will on a situation or a scenario. And I find it deeply satisfying. And... Even though there are going to be ups and downs in any job, in any profession, there are going to be times that are difficult. You're going to go through difficult circumstances, financial struggles, personal struggles. I never once lost faith or lost heart. I never once abandoned myself to despair or to cynicism. And that's important. If you find that you're doing that, then you may need to look hard at what path you are engaged in in life. You know, there's wisdom in knowing when to cut loose. There's wisdom in knowing when to say I'm done. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's this old mentality where, "Oh, I never quit anything. I I see everything through to the conclusion." And that's that's admirable, I think, and I think people should always try to persevere in their goals. But there there also comes a point where you're just beating your head against the wall. And if you find out that your goal is not a good one, is not a productive one, and that the reasons you undertook the goal in the first place are no longer valid, then it's time to adjust. It's time to adjust. But it's a difficult decision to make. I, I fully admit what this guy is talking about in his email, it, it is difficult. I mean, there are some extreme examples where, you know, when someone gives up, they uh, could have. Uh, You know, their their, their break could have been just around the corner. But these are the hard decisions that have to be made in life. These are the difficult decisions in battle. When to throw in your reserves, when to retreat, when to advance. The fate of armies, nations, and peoples hang in the balance. You know, I'm reminded of the example of Sylvester Stallone, who, when he was trying to achieve his great breakthrough you know he wrote the script for rocky he didn't have two nickels to rub together and he shopped it around and he finally found someone that that uh, was interested in the script the, you know his uh, his screenplay and everyone knows the story it's a it's a but I'll repeat it again everyone knows it but you know he he was offered a certain sum of money which a which was a colossal sum to him at that time and he held out because he wanted to star in the movie and you know how do we know when it's time to to quit you know how how would we have known that it was time to how would anyone have known when they should have just taken the money and and uh, and moved on? Everyone has to make his own decision. He obviously felt that fire in his belly. he was you know even though he was on his last legs, he never felt embittered, he never felt worn out. I've seen his interviews. he describes it in great detail. And that's how you know. But another person may have a different risk tolerance. Another person may be in a different situation. It all depends. So these are the things that you need to think about. And at least I've given you some things to think about. Let's review them. Number one, or let's first state, what are. how do we know when our goals and expectations are no longer realistic? Number one, when the original reasons for pursuing those goals are no longer valid. Number two, when we have nothing in common with the people in that field or who are pursuing the same goal that we want. Number three, when you have intervening health or financial problems. And number four, when you are no longer inspired by the effort to achieve that goal. So this at least gives you a metric to evaluate conduct by. You at least have a a metric to evaluate your conduct by. So that will conclude our podcast here at Fortress of the Mind. If you're interested in more information about how to judge and weigh conduct obligations and decision-making, you should check out my book On Duties, which is available now on Amazon, and you can find it on my site. There are numerous links to the book. There's There's a tab in my homepage on books. You can just click on that and see the book right there, or on the right hand column of my website. There's an icon for the book. It has a fantastic cover, incredible cover, but the contents are even better. So I would encourage you to read that book and study it. I put a great deal of effort into constructing it and making it as readable and as accessible and usable as possible because there's nothing that people need more now than guidance because the schools no longer provide it The media no longer provides it. Families no longer provide it. Someone has to provide it. And we will provide the guidance. We will do it. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.